What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a special episode with a very special guest. But of course, you know, guys, triple play style. I got to introduce our guest here the proper way. We welcome in a man that has the most fantastic name that exists in the world today. He's the producer for John Boy Media, Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball, Wake and Jake, and Talking Knicks. It's like a novel reading it. This man, you could say, is the master Yoda of producing podcasts. This man was also just a gleam in his dad's eye before the 1996 World Series, and he was nearly a doctor. Now he's writing prescriptions for the Yankees and the Knicks woes. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Bug Bug Dude, Big Baby David, a.k.a. David Mendelson, in the house tonight. Dave, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, hey. How we doing, David? <laughs> doing good, man. <laughs> doing good. It's weird when someone throws it back at you like that. Same, uh, yeah. same name here. <laughs> Uh, so we have to, before we get into anything here, we have to kind of go back a little bit. Our first interaction on Twitter was very unique. Uh, I don't <laughs> think we really knew much about each other, but I, if I remember correctly, I think John Boy tagged me in a tweet that was meant for you. And then from that point, we connected once he realized he tagged <clears> along <throat> David Mendelson. And I'm pretty sure you weren't big baby David then. So maybe was that like the sign of like, My maybe gosh. I got to differentiate myself from other david mendelson's here i think i had the username at the time but but like something like that happened uh <laughs> definitely definitely was uh, there's reasons to use not the full name i guess <laughs> claim <Claimed. laughs> yeah what we said before like not too often you see the guy with the same name but we <clears throat> share it david mendelson yeah. is very i mean again this best name, name specifically <laughs> not one of <laughs> come across and then it's uh somebody in the space i guess is, that's right it's like, um, oh okay <laughs> i think you're the only other david mendelson i've personally ever met slash heard about i know they exist out there have you, have you ever met or talked to another david mendelson uh not met there's been like i've checked out the other guys on instagram that have it because <laughs> part of how I, the username happened was like the, the just straight up david mendelson's were taken which there's maybe I guess there's like a dozen of us, and one of them got all got all of the straight up names. Um, so I've, I've looked at some Instagram accounts before, and I th I think I remember this is like middle school, like real immature stuff. I like became Facebook friends with one of them because I like just added them, and I could tell he was like probably around my age. And I just liked every post of his because I was like, oh, when people see. <laughs> David Mendelssohn, like they're gonna think he liked all his own posts. That's that is high comedy. So yeah, that uh, that's fantastic. the only interaction I've had with one. I got blocked. So I, don't think he on great terms. I can't say I'm surprised, <laughs> but it's still hilarious. It was, uh, I so, did. It, I I didn't slow play it enough. I should have <laughs> let that linger. So let's let's talk a little about it, you man, and and just kind of how you've gotten to where you're at today. So. First, how'd you get started with John Boy? And I'm pretty sure you're one of the OGs, right? Like, obviously, you didn't start it, but you were pretty much one of the guys early on, uh, one of the first, like, salary guys there, right? Among the first on board in, like, any capacity, depending on who you ask. I'm anywhere from three to five as far as employee number um, or, like, when you get on payroll. And I get, at the time I went full-time, I was – maybe the 10th person going full time, but I've been, I was in a part-time capacity since 2018 and went full-time in 2020. So I was, 
I was in the mix and around for for a while. So you started out interning when you were in school, mm-hmm. right? And then you've pretty much just worked your way up the ladder to where you're at now. What was that process like for you? Yeah, so I mean, I my like ju- sophomore junior year of college, I I have my I'm mixing my years right. I knew I wanted to be in the sports media space. Didn't know exactly what that was going to entail. Um, around when I started like really using Twitter, um, I like had this internship where I was writing and stuff too. So I was like really watching the Yankees night in, night out. Um, it was around when like John Boy Jimmy started tweeting himself and like doing gifts and all that. Particularly like playoff time, I was like very. I was in all of his at the time Periscope live like chats. I don't, I guess Periscope's not around anymore, but uh, I was in all those chats. We got used to seeing my username. We became just like Twitter friends. And then the following August, now I'm remembering right. The following, the following <laughs> summer, I had an internship where I was writing a lot. Um, like an unpaid thing that I could just like do while I stayed at school and worked like a desk job over the summer. Um, but uh, so I was just writing articles all the time. I, I was having like a nice little, nice little blog going. And then uh, Jimmy and I finally like met at a Yankee game because I went to school just outside of Philly. The Yankees played like a three game series there in 2018. Uh, he was at one of the games. So I finally met him there. Uh, a few weeks later, I was on vacation with my family down the Jersey Shore, which was like, and I was a town over from where he was working out of at the time. Um, so then I like DM, we DM'd each other and we're like, hey, I'm like five minutes away. We met once, you know, I'm not weird. You want to like hang out or something? I thought like maybe we'd like get lunch. Uh, and he's like, oh yeah, you want to like come over, watch the Yankee game? I was like, all right. I don't think nowadays we're inviting fans over to our houses to watch the games with us. But uh, not out of this at the point, time, <laughs> at the time that worked, he knew I wasn't crazy. Um, from there, I was talking to him. I was talking about how I do all this writing stuff. At the time, our website, um, talkingyanks.com because it's really just Yankees at that point uh, had like a blog feature. We've since moved on from uh, from having that, but uh, just too much to maintain. But uh, so then for I, for free, just I wanted to be involved when I was still had a year left of college. Like it didn't really matter to me. This internship was ending. It's like, all right, I can still go write about the Yankees over here. Um, so I was, I was just blogging for a while. I was kind of the the only like consistent presence on our site so he's appreciative of just content being there and then uh slow and we would just like talk a lot he taught me like personally how to like make gifts and like live tweet a game and like what he does the software he uses all that so we would uh talk about like making gifts and stuff during games chatted a lot he started having me help out a little bit with like running at talking yanks in hindsight didn't do a very good job if <laughs> if i did that same work uh today like what our full-time like social media team does i, I would get fired but uh at the time it felt like i was doing great work um so they're appreciative of that i did like instagram videos for a while eventually they're like we can't really he and jake were like we can't really pay you for this but if you uh you know, start like helping us out with like the t-shirt store. Like when there's a new design, like upload it to the website or something. Or if we're doing like a discount code, I think it would have been like every Yankees walk off. It was like, there's a discount code for the next 24 hours or something. I think that was 
one promo we did. So it'd be my job to put like that code in. So stuff like that. And they're like, we pay you a dollar for every shirt we sell, I think was the, the, the wage there. So at the time it was like just enough money that like upon graduating, I, I didn't need to have just like some retail job while I look for full-time work, but still needed yeah. to look for full-time work. Um, so good in between stayed blogging, stayed all that. Um, eventually get like kind of a full-time job still doing all this stuff on the side but uh and then eventually january 2020 comes around and jimmy like texts me basically saying uh like hey we like have the capacity for a full-time position if you want it at the time we were calling it a shadow we didn't really know what it was going to mean but they were just like yeah i don't know we kind of just know we want you around if when we're like doing something so and that fairly quickly became producing the podcasts and uh, you know, in charge of recording, editing, all that. Um, Full Adobe so yeah, Premiere that was, experience. That was, yes. He, and, you know, Jimmy personally taught me all that, so it made made sense he should get some value out of it by, by whatever work I do he gets. So, um, yeah, went full-time 2020, and then all of a sudden we've got 70-something people now, and uh um, you know i guess almost three full years full time and yeah we're here i don't know it's long-winded answer but it's kind of a weird story (laughs) it's cool because there's not many people that can say they had a side job that was a dream to be full-time and then they actually Mm -hmm. end up getting to do it full-time so the fact it's a testament to how hard you worked what you were willing to in a sense like basically do on just to help them out even if you weren't necessarily making like a ton of money but you were invested with them and that yeah. loyalty paid off for you in the long run because you were sticking around helping them out when you weren't expecting it to be full-time at any point at that time so like yeah i figured now- like one day I, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel that like it was gonna happen but i thought it'd be like now ish that it'd be like all right i could finally go full-time doing this yeah um but no the you know, not gonna pretend the Astros didn't accelerate that timeline, but uh, <laughs> they did. So I was able to to basically leave the only other like job I've had after like seven months. So, yeah, only other full time job I've I've worked other places, but as far as post college, um, that was that was it. And this was always the, I don't think I ever even like changed my LinkedIn like title away from like John Boy Media stuff. I like I never like I worked at a college doing stuff. I don't think I ever even like put that on LinkedIn until it was like done. So that's pretty awesome. Like this, this was like yeah. the main thing. It's pretty Which cool. But, like much, but can I advocate for you to get a smaller screen than the little box in the corner? Like, can we have <laughs> big baby David get like a four way split screen between whoever's on, you know, whether it's, you know, the normal guys and then you just like, I, I just want you to have your own space to be the same size. Is that something we can make happen? in the next like year or two or anything like that hey maybe i got i think i've got a performance review coming up eventually so it can be <laughs> could be discussed there's there's days you wouldn't mind the bigger screen because uh, every, yeah. every now and then you read a couple too many youtube comments where they think you're like i like shouldn't be welcome to speak and that those hurt um yeah. although I, I, but like truthfully every time i've ever seen people in person they're like oh i always like when you say stuff so it's always yeah. insightful I'm like okay cool i know people like it we you're advocating for all the david mendelsons out there have that big screen for all of us to, all uh, to watch you exactly uh do you have a preference between 
talking Yankees or talking Knicks? Like, if you could pick one out of the two, is there one you strongly are, are more towards? Uh, it's it's Yankees, just business. It's been the Yankees has become the full thing. Yeah. So they definitely have had the uh, the bulk of my attention and. Like truth, like just truth be told, like baseball is the sport I like have the most like expertise on. Like I, I like know baseball on like a respectable level. Like I don't think anyone could question. We're basketball. I don't know. I never like really played. I just am a big fan, and I know enough to participate in in the talking Knicks podcast. But uh, like I know I'm not a basketball guru, you know. I uh I just like basketball a lot and know some stuff. Baseball, it's like no, I like I know I'm a smart baseball person. I I get it. Um, and just you've I've gotten very very invested in the Yankees, obviously. Yeah. That's uh sort of the main thing. But I do love my Knicks. Well, well plus the fact the Yankees are usually a lot. They're consistently than the good, which helps. Yeah, <laughs> they're always contending. For the Knicks, when they're good, there's not much in the world better than that. But uh, but man, are they rarely good. Yeah, I mean, even Jalen Brunson, you thought would inject a little bit of life, and and they're not bad this year, but yeah. they're definitely uh, they're not having a chance with how stacked the Eastern Conference is. We're we're like hoping they can finish above five hundred. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Brunson's cool. We got to figure out that next move. But yeah, I, I've said this before. R.J. Barrett is for the amount of shots he takes, he's one of the worst, and in just my opinion, one of the worst players in the league. Because if you're gonna shoot. 25 shots and hit like eight of them on it, like a nightly basis, or he'll shoot, yeah. you know, that's not going to work shots. regularly. I just feel like he shoots a ton for how inefficient he is. Yeah. I had, and I still love RJ, but just, I had really high hopes for him this year. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I am at my core an RJ believer. He can figure it out. But, uh, this, this year he, he's gotten better than that. He had a pretty dreadful first, what, two months of this year. But, uh, it's gotten a little better, but uh, I would uh, I would like some more. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. Uh, let's go On back to the ends. Yankees, though. Yeah, uh, I'm interested with the Yankees. So, do you guys like dive into the the fantasy realm? Or are you guys strictly talking more just like major league? Do you guys like play fantasy baseball? I think we like I've I have a fantasy baseball team. I wouldn't. We don't like focus on the fantasy aspect of the Yankees very often, I'd say. But uh, mm-hmm. you, you got some second. I just have a fantasy team. I don't know. We have like an office league. Okay. Do you guys like <laughs> dabble in the, the betting side of things at all for for fan, for baseball or? Yeah, we do. We do some gambling stuff. We you know we work with uh, with DK. I don't know what you're, mm-hmm. if I'm allowed to say them, but nah, you can. You can. We work. With we'll them. give them the free advertising uh, episode. Yeah, we're. We have, you know, we work with DraftKings on a lot. They sponsor a lot of our shows, and that's uh, uh so there's there's some sponsored content there as well as just so that's where we we do it when we do it, um, right? Yeah, we're involved in the gambling space. Do you guys dive into the analytics side of things? Like, we'll go to like Baseball Savant or Fangraphs. Like, look at guys we're pretty frequently change. over there. Yeah. Okay. So you get you can you can get nerdy like us. So yeah, just, we've like, got you, we've got a nerdy side to it for sure. <laughs> it appeals to you get you get the nerdy side to appeal to the nerdy guys. You get the guys that are like ah, oh, I hate analytics, yeah. and you guys can you got just, some personality driven yeah. stuff for the for that crowd. And I think I think one of our strengths on like the podcast end is turning. I think we're good. We're pretty good at making the analytical nerdy stuff 
a little more digestible for yeah. people who don't necessarily who wouldn't otherwise be into it. I think we make it at least a little more digestible. Could be wrong, but I, I think that's one of our strengths. It's a very good thing if you can make that side not turn people off that are necessarily not into it and being able to translate it in a way they can understand because it's it's the way baseball is going these days ultimately and like if you can make it in a way that people understand what you're talking about and i know uh there's another former major i think um xavier uh uh, scruggs scruggs correct thank you Mm -hmm. Uh, he's i know he put some videos out there uh trying to break down some stuff recently too and just that when we've had just ball players on here, like when I've, I've interviewed current or former ball players, it's a lot of them are kind of anti-analytics. So it's it's kind of like making that transition to where everybody feels comfortable talking about it and, and maybe not necessarily embracing it, but being able to have conversations and, and not feel completely yeah. disgusted by it. Yeah. Analytics certainly suffers from like a, from like a branding issue. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like all it is like Trevor Plouffe says this a lot on, uh, when we're talking about you know guys in baseball that are a little closed off, it's like it's just it's just information. It's just like mm-hmm. a, a couple couple. It's just extra information to use in your while you're going about your work as a player. Yeah, I think it's it's when it's forced on them. Like I remember when I was talking with Matt Garza, who who pitched in the league for a little while, and he mm-hmm. I was talking with him about the analytics, and he said. He was like, look, I just like to go out there and do my thing. He was like, as long as they're not forcing analytics down my throat, he was like, I'm open to it. But like, ultimately, I'm going to go out there and just do what I want to do. I, I don't really. Yeah, that's second to me. Yeah, that's not going to be the reason I do. Yeah. X, Y or Z. Yeah. yeah. So if you want me to work on you think I have a good curveball and want me to work on it in the bullpen. And if I feel good about it, sure. But. I'll throw that more often. I don't know what his pitch mix was off the top of my head, but I imagine yeah, but it was interesting. Like that's what he wants. Uh, yeah, because he was talking about like when he was with the Twins, they basically just had him try to throw more off-speed stuff, and he was mm-hmm. more of just like wants to go heavy fastball. And when he got to the Rays, they were like, just go heavy fastball, and like he yeah, became that's a, what you're comfortable doing. Yeah, and sometimes it's just that simple, you know? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, tell me about like. Working with Trevor Plouffe, obviously you have Chris Rose over there. I know you're uh, <clears throat> you're pretty good buddies with uh, uh, Cole Tucker, and uh, of course, uh, there's just so many different guys that are now a, a part of John Boy. So, what's it like working with a bunch of the guys like that? It's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, you know, we're at a point now where a lot of guys like want to be involved or, or like are excited to come meet us. At times, we've gotten to like invite people to to the office or onto the show. Um, it's 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 cool that when they like are already excited to to get to know you they don't see you as like any other media place or, or where sometimes traditional media is seen as like the enemy and we never wanted to be looked at that way and it and i don't think guys view it like that we're we're just trying to have fun mm-hmm. with them um as far as like working with trev like a, he's the one i work with directly with the most we do you know talking right. baseball several days a week i mean You'll never hear me say a bad word about Trevor Plouffe. He's an absolute man. He's been up for anything the way um, he's like fully embraced like what this job is. Like he he could easily just like only want to hop on talking baseball once a week and, and or mm. if that and, uh, and and like playing playing a couple blitz ball games and that would be that'd be kind of it. But no, he like wants to do more. There was a time 
like 2020 season like we didn't have him on the recap episodes we just had him during the week and next year's the next year he was like no i want to be on the monday friday recap episodes i'm watching mm-hmm. the baseball games too like i want to be involved in more stuff chris rose comes along and he and trev started daily you know half hour uh live stream which is now baseball today mm-hmm. um like they he's been so he's been su- such such a good figure for us and and especially at the time he decided to be become like all in, it gave us so much more legitimacy. We were seeing so much more professional for lack of a better word. Like I don't think people viewed us as unprofessional, but it it just gives you a lot more credibility. We have a major league guy there. I've learned so much about like the game and how locker rooms Mm -hmm. work and, and how ball players think from, from him. And then by, and after that, you know, the other guys we've talked to and, Colt Tucker like comes to the office for for three days and during the playoffs because he just wants to like see us and do a New York City weekend basically <laughs> and chatting with him like every now and then he like just texts me TV recommendations it's like Colt Tucker you don't got to do that man you know, <laughs> you know, I've never never expected like that like to be like a real friendship which is cool yeah um I don't know just everything is kind of I don't know I don't, I don't have like a succinct way of putting it but just everybody's been so nice very few guys we've like ever not had like glowing things to say after interacting with them like just everyone's been very cool i mean you guys give off a really chill fun vibe also you guys work really hard so i think it's a really good combination guys are seeing all the hard work you guys are putting in to make john boy media what it is and what it continues to be but then again like the chill vibe that you guys have it's like that's I think what really can gravitate people when you you combine the best of both worlds. So like, y'all are doing it, man. Y'all are doing the thing, and and that's why John Boy is becoming what it's become. And it's uh definitely, uh you know, for people like myself that you know we, we do like sports podcasts and like other things, kind of like part time. It's like kind of what we strive to be someday. And you guys set the golden standard for that. So like, it's a testament to how hard you guys have been working. Yeah. Well, appreciate that. Glad it glad it doesn't go unnoticed. <laughs> uh, let's go back to your the thing you guys talk about all the time, the Yankees, because I'm telling you ahead of time, and I don't want to forget it. Uh, you guys went to the ALCS last year. Mm-hmm. The Astros are your daddies right now. I, there's no other way to put it. They they uh they have a little bit of ownership of you guys, but they've got our number. They they do, and you bring in Carlos Rodon, who. I'm always a little worried about, but when he's actually on the mound healthy, he's a baller. Aaron Judge rightfully signed to an extension. And then you got some exciting young players and Anthony Volpe that could be up this year. And as Walt Peraza, who did get a taste last year, and he's also an exciting young player that you guys have. Is there a player maybe that you're really high on this year you think surprises people or, or somebody that we got to bring to the attention to the radar here that like, Hey, this guy's gonna be a baller. Just watch for this man this year. I mm, there's a couple ways to go with it. I would uh, my mind first jumps to to Glaber Torres. Just like, hey, by the way, he's still here and is an exciting young player himself. The numbers, well, he may, well he maybe hasn't continued the trajectory that it looked like he was going to have 2019 juice balls helped out. He got 38 homers that year. Like um, he hasn't, yeah. the power has, has gone away a, a little bit that that wasn't truly what he is power wise, but his bat to ball is still very good. He 
is now back at second base full time and it's clearly done wonders for him. If not for that, he had basically the worst month ever in August. You take that out. He had a very, very good season. Um, and the numbers are still pretty good. If you include that on the whole, just kind of a, I want to, I want to remind people, Glaber Torres is a good player. Probably the guy that more fits the, the answer to the question is uh, Oswaldo Cabrera. He's going to be, mm-hmm. He's a chance to be the left fielder, but he's going to be moving around. He's a stud at every defensive position in the playoffs. His outfield play, he looks like a guy who hasn't played a lot of not, who hasn't played a lot of outfield, and he is a guy that hasn't played a lot of outfield. He had like three games in right field in the minor leagues before coming up, and then he mostly had to play corner outfield when he once he did. This is a guy who's supposed to be a glove first infielder uh, who's played an electric right field when he was over there that I think if he has pretty regular time in Yankee stadium left field this year, he'll be perfectly mm-hmm. fine. He's athletic. He, 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 after a tough first, what week or so in, in the big leagues, he really hit down the stretch. Um, the playoffs. Sure. It's a different beast. He looked like a rookie, but uh, I think that dude's really, really going to hit and his, he, and it basically like the full year before he, had his MLB debut. He had like 30 homers, 30 something homers in the, his last 162 games played. Like this dude can seriously poke a homer. He, he, he can ambush you. He has is genuine. He, he can hit a homer off you. And, and I think in general, he's going to be able to hit and he's going to have a very long major league career as a guy who can play everywhere and hit enough. Uh, I'm excited this year to find out if, if we have a better idea if that's as like a starting level player or if he's going to be this career, like super utility guy that like nobody, everybody wants on their team as a, as a bonus piece. Um, he's, he's really awesome. Fun to watch electric personality. And I, I hope that this year he continues what we saw during the regular season last year. Cause he, if he's like a real player, that'd just be one so much fun to really important for the Yankees to have a young a guy under control for a little bit while they have some guys on, on pretty expensive deals. Yeah. I mean, he's not even 24 years old. Batsy, the switch hitter, which obviously mm-hmm. can always be appealing right now. Roster resource, which isn't the end all be all has him on the bench to start the year. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have him projected to not be in the starting lineup. But to be honest with you, it's kind of surprising that even not even DJ LeMay, who's projected to be in the starting lineup, which is wild considering yeah. just a couple of years ago, what he did. Uh, yeah, and even most of last year, until the until the foot, he tried to play through the foot thing in August, and it tanked his whole season's numbers basically because he was like sneakily an MVP candidate. Obviously, Judge was Judge and Otani were a tier above everyone else, but but DJ was gonna was heading towards a top ten MVP finish mm-hmm. um, until until that sort of tanked his season. He was awesome last year. I, I, he, He's not going to play a bench workload. I know that much. I don't know yeah. exactly how that's going to shake out, but well, DJ's going to play if he's healthy. You'll have the John Carlos Stanton missing 30 games with an injury, maybe twice the season. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's, you already know it's going to open up a spot at some point. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you got to assume they'll give like Rizzo a timeout for his back one week. Yep. He'll, mm-hmm. the, they'll figure yeah, something like, out. Maybe Donaldson's just still bad this year, and and they get him out of there. I, I would bet he plays more than Yankee fans want him to. But he's uh, fallen off so much; it's crazy. 
Yeah. I don't know how many guys turn 37 have like the worst year they've had in a decade and then bounce back at age 38. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily completely cooked. He can be better this year. I understand why the Yankees have optimism around him and his defense was mm-hmm. great, but uh, it looks like age to me was the issue there. But uh, yeah, Donaldson yeah, seems I'm- like the guy to get out of there to give DJ some time at least. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I'm looking just a little bit into Oswaldo Cabrera a little bit. And, I mean, just looking into it, like 30% ground ball rate last year, well below the, the league average, a 36% fly ball rate, well above league average. He's hit the ball to all fields, pretty much a, a good split between pole straight and opposite field. Uh, the weak contact right around league average. Like, if you look, just all the, the underlying stuff with him show that he could be a very solid major league contributor, even going down to just – his, like the swings, like his outside, uh, his chase contact, little only a little slightly below average, but his chase percentage for being such a young player is right about major league average mm-hmm. too. Like everything there, man. It's like it's all yeah, there. Him, him those first like couple, those first couple weeks, it, it hadn't fully clicked yet, but he was still putting together like quality at bats. The swings looked like very confident. Um, like he, like even when he doesn't, even when he isn't like like doing well results wise like he like he looks hitterish when he's up there which is 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 great you you want him to to look like a guy's pretty confident and he that kid's confident we should make that a thing being like if they look hitterish that's when they want them at the plate they know what they're doing Um, okay if if you when you're struggling you look like you're you're in control yeah that's rare from a young player let me ask you about another young guy, Jason Dominguez, the Martian. I went and saw him at first pitch Arizona at the Arizona Fall League. We watched uh, a bunch of his games in person. He was making a ton of errors in the outfield, like left and right, mm-hmm. a can of corn fly balls. Uh, I was really struggling at the plate, talking to a few of my friends that are really in the prospect field. They said he's been down there so much doing those t- at, at like the in, in the Arizona Fall League that he's <laughs> pretty much over it at this point and it doesn't seem like he is giving his full effort and that's kind of why that you're seeing these these bad results do you anticipate him being able to be someone that could live up to the hype that he has pretty much had he's the number two prospect in the yankee system right now uh Mm. do do you think he could be the the martian the guy that people are talking about at the big league level or are you concerned kind of just anything you've heard about him or anything in his profile yeah, I'm not gonna pretend I know the the most about his like day in day out or, or like yeah. the results of his his at bats, but uh, you know I know last year the numbers are good on the year he he figured something out um at that level, and he, you know I, I feel terrible for the kid that at 16 he's being called the next Mike Trout, next Mickey Mantle, yeah. like nobody nobody can live up to that. There's been two of those guys ever. Yeah. Um. So. For his sake, like no, he won't live up to those expectations. But he, I think, has become slightly underrated. Where guys, you know, this is a kid who, who at 18 years old, lost a season to the pandemic, and you know, comes over. I don't believe he he is the most comfortable with the English language either. Like that's that's its own transition for a young player uh, coming over from from you know, not living in America. Uh, I'm blanking on where exactly he's from, but uh, he he lost loses season to the pandemic. He he comes in, 
struggles at first and uh it's like yeah he hasn't played baseball in a year when he was and he missed like his age 18 season so his development yeah lags behind a little bit but he figured something out i think Mm -hmm. he's going to be a good major leaguer um do i think the yankees should make him untouchable in trades no but that's because i don't think they should make really any prospect untouchable in a trade Uh, i feel about as confident in him as you can really anybody to, to to eventually figure it out I don't think he's going to be in the big leagues soon, like in the next year and a half. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to hear more about him this year. I'd put it that way. One of the many exciting young players you have coming up for the Yankees. They're really developing a lot of great young players. And, you know, the, the ages of the days of them buying a lot of their players where, you know, you could have mm. Red Sox fans or say, like they're not doing that anymore. They, they'll bring in a free agent or two, but like they're, really doing it the right way, uh, developing a bunch of, of talent, uh, you know, through their minor league system yeah, uh, and all that good stuff. So I, it, it's funny. I'm not even a Yankees fan, but like, I know so much about them and just, I'm always, uh, I, I've really come to like them more over the years because of that. And, um, so when they beat my twins every year in the playoffs, I'm not quite as salty about it. So, <laughs> uh, but it's just, yeah, at it's, this point, it's just inevitable, you know, it's just a, nothing it's you can nuts. do about it yet. The, the Yankees twin stuff is, Every time I like see numbers from it, it's it's like a, it's just very odd. It's it's hard to believe that those are real. Uh, look, I obviously I like the Twins a little bit. Yankees, I'm not scared of them <laughs> from a Yankee fan perspective. And then it's like, oh, they got the Trevor Plouffe connection. We got yeah, like a lot of the players just that I've seen. Um, so yeah, I I got nothing against the Twins. It's like the big brother, little brother thing, but it's, it's yeah. they're stuck being the little brother forever. I've, I've fortunately had nothing to worry about uh, yeah. <laughs> in the last 20 years. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Trevor knows it too, just the ownership the Yankees have of the twins at this point. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's starting to feel supernatural. Like, yeah. No matter what happens, even during like the Yankees lean years, whether yep. the twins are, are having a good or bad year, it's just, that's what's happening. Until I mean, the one thing, the one thing that will always stick out to me is I forgot what year it was, but it was the year Irvin Santana started for the Twins, and I want to say it was Luis Severino started for the Yankees, and the Twins mm-hmm. got out to like a four zero lead or something like that in yeah, the first the inning. 17, 2017 wild card game. Yep, and yeah. I literally I remember watching the game, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, it's four zero! I was like, "There's no way we're blowing we finally this." Did it. <laughs> it wasn't even long. It was like in the, I think it was the bottom of the first. Yeah. <laughs> they gave it all back. Sevy only got one out and, the, and it's three nothing. And Chad Green comes in and escapes it. And then bottom of the first, Didi Gregorius hits that homer, which is most Yankee fans my age or, or younger. That's like their favorite Yankee memory is that home yeah. run. Uh, the, the like sense of relief you felt after that one as a Yankee fan was. That 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 was truly the best feeling in the world. Was getting getting that over to go. Thank God it's a new game. Okay, we can win now. Um, so that one probably isn't a great memory for you, but uh, but yeah. that is like the best recent Yankee memory. We haven't won in a while. A World Series. Your, your relief season. was our despair. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you guys are definitely overdue for one. I mean, I think once they, you like, get out of the Astros yeah. bump, they have to get one. Yeah, especially with this core. Uh, yeah, they don't know. Got to get one for Judgy. Um, well, I don't want to keep you all night, so I got some fun questions for you. I'm hoping some of these might be some the first time you've ever been asked these. So hopefully we'll, we'll see how this goes here. So just give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Would you rather... 
<laughs> would you rather wear green every day or eat 10 live spiders? Oh, wear green. I, I do not like eating weird stuff. Even like weird, just regular food. Like, uh, I'm like a pretty, I'm like a pretty picky eater. I'm fortunately like just not picky, picky enough to be like the picky guy in the group. Oh, okay. Like, that's good. Yeah. My, I, I drive my girlfriend nuts at like restaurants and stuff. Cause she like, she like wants to share meals or whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like the thing you got. So I have that. <laughs> Or is it like do you like seafood like all American like American food? Is there like a specific type you don't like? Um, like seafood, kind of generally not into. Um, that's like the one that's like kind of out. There's just like but other cuisines. It's like I have like a dish I could get at most places. So I, th- I think I'm like just not picky enough that like most categories aren't just off the table. that's fortunate like some people in my i'm like friends with like are much pickier than me and like asian foods out of the question i'm like i like me some chinese food like (laughs) big sesame chicken guy oh that's a good one that's that's always clutch and i for and like i remember this a few years into knowing jimmy and jake i like mentioned on a stream that i'm a picky eater and they like hadn't noticed it it's like well yeah because i can find the one thing i'll like at any place but I like am a picky eater. They found out like I, I don't eat soup. I like haven't had. Oh, soup. that's a whole difference. Wait, so no soups included in this? Yeah, no soups. I don't really eat. I don't really eat pastas. That's not like a picky eater thing, but it's like a, I was I wasn't into it as like I wasn't I didn't like having a lot as a kid or something, and that just feels like health wise. Don't get into it now. Um, as it, as is way a few too. What many about a? Uh, so. What about um? What's it called? Uh, zucchini pasta. Uh, like, I haven't had it. I can tell you that. I, like well, I mean, let's let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> You're gonna try a zucchini pasta sometime in the next week, and then All come right. back with the the full report on it. I, I mean, that way it's kind of like it's maybe not pasta, but it's close. Yeah, it's like at least half healthy, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, would you rather have a lineup with Gary Sanchez in in it or Joey Gallo in it? Gary, I loved Gary. You loved Gary? Uh, really? I loved Gary. Um, and Gary like has a like contact to his game. No, just I was, you know, there was a, there was a time when pretty much every day uh, on Yankees Twitter was Gary Sanchez discourse. And I was pretty firmly a pro Gary guy. Um, I guess you got to see him this year and I don't think it was his <laughs> best showing in Minnesota, but nope. Um, which is, which is a little bit in line with what he had. I I really thought he was going to be great just the second he got out of New York, and I, and I guess he wasn't, so maybe I'm just wrong, but I love Gary. We There's like just sentimental stuff. Like They sold off at the 2016 deadline. Gary came up and had like the most electric 50 games I've ever seen. Uh, then he follows that up with a really good 2017 year, makes the all-star team 30 three homers that year 2018 is like bad 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 year 2019 was a good year 2020 he was uh terrible but it was pandemic 60 game seasons what are you gonna do uh and 21 he was mostly okay i'm trying to remember the 2021 season actually but uh but there's there's a lot of debate in the yankee world and and everyone was either very pro gary or very anti-gary and i 
was firmly in the pro Gary camp. I didn't care as much about his defensive stuff, which now having a year with Jose Trevino yeah. is like the best defender. I like the I like having plus defense a little more now, but for what Gary has the potential to be offensively, I don't think his defense is unusable. He has a great mm-hmm. arm. We're gonna not need pitch framing much longer. Um, That's true. So I love Gary. So g- give me give me all of that. And he has contact in his game that Gallo doesn't have. Yeah, actually, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two were very similar. Uh, 204 batting average in 2021, 205 in 2022. Uh, 2022. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The home runs dropped a little bit this year, but he also had uh, actually played in more games this year. So uh, dropped in power randomly. Yeah. I think uh, DH, you guys DH him like a little more often, especially yeah. early, which I guess keeps you, keeps you in some games, but keeps him in more total games. I want to say he's a free agent. I don't think he's, he's yeah, not signed right now. There's been very little yeah. like rumors about him, which is pretty sad. <laughs> like I thought, like I thought, I thought Red Sox were gonna do it, uh, and the, then it it didn't hasn't happened yet. And they got Alfaro on that minor league deal. It seems like he's gonna be their backup catcher. So, mm-hmm. so I think the Gary to Red Sox is done, which is which is nice for me because I want to be able to root for him. And the only other yeah. team I've heard like even slightly rumored is the Angels. It's just. It's weird to, well, believe, I hope to believe that after all that discourse around him, he's just unsigned right now. Like somebody's okay. got to do it. I was the I want Logan O'Hoppy to to be catching for the Angels, so I'm hoping bring him yeah, back to New like York, O'Hoppy. have a reunion. I'd be, be personally fine with it. The Yankees, I don't think, are changing their current catching situation. They love what what Trevino and Hickey uh, do for them, and I like those two a lot too. So. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure he'll. There might even be when like an injury pops up that he's just like brought in. Yeah, someone's gonna lose their catcher in spring. Yep. And they'll and Gary will come in. They'll be Gary like, oh, the day. we'll have our annual. He shows up to spring and he's not wearing a baseball uniform that fits him baggy. So be like, oh, he's not fat. It's like well, he was never fat. He <laughs> just baseball uniforms. The way he wears his yeah. isn't very flattering. But every time he's in a picture that isn't a baseball uniform, he looks very jacked. All right, I'll, I'll have to have some more love for Gary Sanchez. Yeah. I definitely have not been giving him his due. Uh, so that, that he was, was bad for, he was bad for you guys. And, and at this point there's more, I guess, bad years than good ones. So maybe I, maybe yeah. I've got to eat some crow. I just don't <laughs> like people. I don't like when people call him fat or lazy. Cause this is a kid who <laughs> like worked his ass off to like came over at like 16 years old and like to a new country. And then like wants to like worked hard and made it to the big leagues. He's not lazy. He just, it just hasn't worked yet. But oh, it man, has I'm looking at, I'm looking at pictures of him. He's definitely, he's definitely got some muscle on him. Yeah, any like he looks amazing in any picture where he's not in like a baseball uniform. Which some people look really good in a baseball uniform, which is tough. Gary, just, he just doesn't wear a uniform great. Yeah, we got maybe maybe uh, there's a baggy man. Maybe he wears it tight. Maybe that allows him to start. Maybe that'll like unlock something in him. Get a new superstition. (laughs) All right. Next one. Would you rather pee ice or fart fire? Ooh. Uh, Probably fart fire. I'd get, I'd get scared of the pee. That peeing ice sounds like it would hurt more. That's true. Uh, I feel like there'd be a pain element there where farting fire I'll be honest, like right before this, I had a fart that was pretty warm that like 
not not too dissimilar. I just turn that up like another like three notches, but I think I've 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 done that. I like the fireplace in your house, light a candle. It's a there's of there's utilitarian too. like use for that. Yeah. Uh, what about? Would you rather on the show wear a cape or an eye patch for a month? Hmm. This one's tough because cape could just I think would just get annoying. Eye patch would too. People might not notice the cape. They might. Yeah, cape you can probably like hide it. So I think I lean that way. I'm trying to think of like if there's if it would be funny enough to like do the eye patch thing for a month and it can become like a thing. But yeah, I think cape because you can hide that a little bit. There would definitely be a lot of jokes with the eye patch. I'm sure there'd be another nickname added to your uh, current yeah. list. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think so. That one, that one, I'm truly not fully decided on. it. I'm leaning cape because you can hide it. All right, fair enough. What about? Would you rather have one nipple or two belly buttons? Uh, ooh, how's how are those those distributed? Is that like so is the nip in the middle or just a missing one? Are the belly buttons stacked on top? Are they? Uh, that's like a good in line question. With the nips depends how that would go. I, I lean one say, nipple, but I'm gonna say the curious. belly buttons would be like the nipples, where it'd be one on each side, okay. and the nipple would be like the belly button. It would be in the middle. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think one nipple would be less jarring than two belly buttons. I think. And like belly buttons kind of just personally freak me out. So I don't, I don't <laughs> need two of them. I like don't touch mine. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all, I'm, I'm all set there. Two nipples would look, yeah. would look weird, but, but I, the the one nipple would look weird, but uh, I think I'd take my chances on that. I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't, I don't like belly buttons. So I think that's yeah, one nipples, the way to go there. This next one though, sandpaper as toilet paper or hot sauce as eye drops oh sandpaper no hesitation from you yeah that one like there like you obviously can't scrub too hard and that then you can get like injured but i think if you have the right touch that might just get you like very clean I'm, i'm trying to even imagine the angle you would take to where you could you like, gotta be you gotta be pretty careful about it you don't want to go too hard and like start bleeding or whatever but like similar to like some other thing like i'm i'm not into messing around with with my eyes i am That's scared fair. of stuff going in there so I would, I would take my chances on that even if i didn't believe there could be it could be not that bad the eye yeah. stuff is just i'm not messing around with it well i think it's also like are you going from zero to a hundred? Like in terms of, it's a big thing now to use like wet. Was it like a like wet naps or like wipes? Pretty much. To, oh yeah, to... I'm a I'm a wet wipes guy. You are because I've heard I I've been scared to do it because I've heard once you start you don't stop you don't go back you just feel so much clean like uh, that's the same reason I haven't graduated to like getting a bidet in my yeah. in my apartment like I I'm like I don't, I don't think I'll be able to go back if I do that. So, yeah, wet wipes easy enough to like keep a pack in the office or, or like it toss that in the suitcase. If you go away for a weekend and then you just keep it at the apartment. And then you still, I still do like normal toilet paper to but doesn't dry feel... up a little bit, but <laughs> just... after, like afterwards. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. 
being uh, I, I feel very clean after the wet wipes. I, I think know, it's like taking a shower. Guy. Yeah, taking a shower also helps. Um, well, I mean, like it's almost like taking a shower for your yes. butt. Like it's like oh yes, yes, yes. You get you the wash like the dry a little bit extra clean. It what sucks is that the wet wipes are like I think they're like terrible for the environment. Like okay. I'm firmly on like the use wet wipes team, so like I won't look up like what it is, but I just hear people say that like they're terrible for the environment. I'm like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep using them. Uh, I I feel like I pamper my butthole. Yeah, I feel like you guys are overdue for like a dude wipe sponsor or something. I've texted people on sales saying that there's a pack without saying their name. There's a there is a pack of maybe the company you just said in Ooh. my desk that I bring to work. Like I use it. So if they want to pay me to say their name, I will take it. I, I couldn't blame you. There. I would speak glowingly. <laughs> like I was a customer before they were a sponsor. Now, yes. now we're just hand in hand together here. Um, <laughs> now, would you rather sort by price or by rating? Um, by price. But if I can see, if I can see like the star rating or whatever, like just to have that there. Uh, no, by price for sure. I like it. I'm not. I don't like look at ratings. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, what about? Would you rather clog the toilet in the office or before you dated your girlfriend on your first date when you met her? Oh, office. And that, that can be funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say girlfriend, that. it's like that. We would have just been like done after that. Yeah. Like, even if that wasn't a deal breaker for her, like, I, like I would have, we would have been done. We would have been done. Uh, yeah. I do feel like the office, it, like it, that can be a funny day. I think that like that might've, at one point, I think our Bronx office toilet got clogged, and that was that was like just a funny day. Like, oh, toilet doesn't yeah. work. We gotta wait for the guy to come. Like, <laughs> we tried our best. I, I do feel like it's almost like you're like a, a champ. Like I I shit so much that the toilet <laughs> couldn't handle it, and I'm a legend for the day, or whatever the case may be. You know, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I'll give you like two more here. Would you rather uh, find one K? under your pillow every night or wake up with a new superpower every day. Am I keeping are these like compound? Like I'm getting a new superpower literally every day. That's like, it's, I still have the old ones I'm, I'm getting. No. So you would get a new one. You don't get to keep have them. So it'd every... be a new one every day. The old one goes away or you get a thousand dollars every day. <sighs> Man. I have like, I've saved enough that like I probably shouldn't say, but uh, I would I could really use the thousand every day for a couple years here. <laughs> I could really use that. <laughs> I'll, pretty I'll, nuts. Take, I'll take the money right now. That's for just waking up, tax free. Like just right there, like the tooth fairy just pops in under yep. your pillow. Hopefully, in like five years, I'm answering that differently, and I don't I don't need that. But thousand yeah. bucks is a lot every day. Like, if, like if, you, if you said like a thousand. If it was like a thousand a month, I think I still would have taken it. Oh, really? Just yeah, like we're like that's just that's a lot of money to get for no additional work. Yeah, I mean, but superpowers would be cool and a fun experience. But some of them would probably suck to have. I don't, I can't think off the top of my head which one it would be, but maybe like probably would. 
I feel like the invincibility doesn't, or um, uh, when you're like invisible, like I feel like the, what's the benefit when you're like 13, you're like, I'm going to sneak into the girl's locker room and watch them get changed. But like at, once you're like <laughs> older, it's like, what, like that doesn't, yeah. what would once you're like, not like literally a child anymore. Yeah. You're like it's like, Oh no, that would just be really, really rude thing to do. So I would have no use for that now. <laughs> it would literally yeah, when I was be 13, like, I would have loved that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like the only thing now would be like, it's, it's the petty thing where you'd be like, I wish I could hide and see if people talk about me or something, you know? Like, yeah, it'd be something like that. It would be like the only use for it. And you probably yeah. could get that on one of the other superpowers. You could probably get like omniscience. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> oh, know what they think. That'd be pretty dope. Uh, all right. What about this one? This we'll end on this one. Fulfill your biggest wish or resolve your biggest regret. Ooh, I don't. I don't think I have any like huge regrets that like ache me that that like need to be resolved. I think like having like a, like biggest wishes fulfilled. I don't even know exactly what that wish would be right now, but yeah. But like fulfilling more things in the future, I can I can the regrets that I have in my life aren't aren't crippling to me. So uh, I'm I'm in a good place either that I don't think I have anything I I truly that like haunts me. That's I mean that's perfect, man. Like just looking forward, don't look back. And even the fact that you're not even a super big wish right now, it's very happy with where you're at and how things are going. You can't really beat that. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess the fact that I want a thousand dollars for, I guess more money. Yeah, more money is a big wish. <laughs> the question led up to the real about, wish. I want to not think about financials ever again. You but just hit hit on some big bets, and happening. then uh, there you go. That, that'll solve that problem. Yeah, I am O for the playoffs, but for football. <laughs> oh man! Well, hey, David, David Mendelson again, best name. Also, great dude. Now we got to finally talk. I appreciate you coming oh, yeah. on the show. And uh, spending some time hanging out, just uh, for the people that might be living under a rock that aren't familiar with you or what you're doing, please like plug your Twitter, plug all the John Boy stuff or anything you want the people to check out. Oh yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. Absolute blast, and I appreciate any David Mendelson out there. <laughs> um, at Big Baby David underscore on Twitter, no underscore on the Instagram, just Big Baby David straight up. Um, kind of the two things I use. I have a TikTok. Don't really use that. Check out Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball, Talking Knicks. Uh, we're on, we're on the apps. I guess the YouTube is probably where I should be directing people. But yeah, Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball. Those are the two main things. Wake and Jake, Wake and Jake. Wake and Jake. People <laughs> should be listening to that show because Wake and Jake's really good, and we talk about everything. It's basically just bonus Talking Baseball, but it's just Jake and I like hanging out. Um, talking, we get to cover other sports a little bit, but we also do our own baseball thing there sometimes. So, um, Wake and Jake, if you like baseball, if you like the other sports, uh, the Jake and I talk about it over there. Check out Wake and Jake. Check out Chalking Yanks. Check out everything that goes on over at John Boy. They're great dudes, and obviously, you guys can tell that from this interview. They do great stuff. So, make sure you're following all of them on the socials. Make sure you're checking out their content and. Make sure you guys check out more triple play stuff because we got more interviews. We got more fantasy talk. We got more betting. We got more everything here. So just stick around. It'll be 
great time, honestly. So for David Mendelson, for David Mendelson, we are out. We'll catch you all in the next one.